Hello, this is Ed Hill, host of the Memphis Home Maintenance Show. We're glad you joined us today. We're going to be in an episode entitled, Cutting Remarks About Lawn Care. no idea this would be such an exciting topic for everybody, but we're going to be talking about something that generally uh, you can do it yourself. So often when we've talked about things like roofing and electrical, we've highly recommended that you get a professional to help with those things. But lawn care, you know, taking care of your grass, let's just nail it down to mainly what we're talking about here. That is uh, something that you can do yourself. Now, to make sure that I protect myself legally, let me clearly say that you should say to your doctor, 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 is my heart strong enough for lawn care? And your doctor will tell you as to whether you should be out in your yard cutting the grass and that kind of thing. But for most homeowners, especially the younger you are, if this is your first home you've ever had and so forth, this is something you can definitely do yourself. Now, if you're older like me and, uh, you know, you have to be careful about things and so on, it might not be something you want to do. But for most people, it is something that I will say that you can do this in most cases. But if you have any doubt, if you have a heart condition, any type of medical condition, uh, concerned about your weight, your balance, that type of thing, you should definitely consult your doctor regarding that. But for most of us, it won't be an issue at all. All right, so I would say that uh, that would be number one, that you can do this. Number two, you have to uh, start with some equipment. So you'll need a lawnmower, and we're going to talk a little bit more about what type of lawnmower you'll need. If you're going to be Keeping your bushes trimmed, you'll need either uh, something like hedge clippers or handheld pruners or a uh, powered, you know, hedge trimmer, something like that. But you will need equipment, obviously, to do this. Now, uh, the, the trade-off here is for those who, who can't do this or you're not sure you can do it, you can always use a professional lawn service. But in terms of being careful with your money and keeping a budget, this is something that you can definitely learn to do yourself. And uh, if there's a time in your life when you can't do it, then that's when the lawn services are, can step in and help or your business becomes really busy and it just makes more sense to pay somebody else to do that. I mean, all of that is completely understandable. But if you're trying to uh, use your money wisely and you know, actually take part in taking care of your home. This is a great area where you can learn to do that. And I, I want to uh, thank my father who's passed away, but he was an Army Master Sergeant in the Army 27 and a half years. He always took care of us. He raised me. But one thing I can definitely remember is my dad taught me how to cut the yard right. I mean, when I got done cutting it as a kid, there weren't uh, sprigs of grass sticking up all over the yard. It was virtually perfect. 
I learned how to edge and trim things up. Everything looked great. In fact, I made, that was actually my first job in the neighborhood. I had my own lawn service when I was like 9 or 10 or 11 years old. And, and you know, when the school was out and the summer came, I had a, a list of clients and I would go around the neighborhood and cut the grass for them and make some extra money. So that was my first endeavor into business. And I owe all of that to my dad because um, he taught me how to cut the yard right, you know, do it right the first time, that whole thing. And, and I turned it into something that was profitable. Of course, it helped him as well, me helping around the home. Now, I would recommend this, that if you've never done this, or it's been a long, long time since you've done it, then start with the backyard first. Start with the backyard first. If you're, if you're not you know, trained and experienced in how to do this, you haven't done it in a long time, do it where the first time you do it, nobody can see it, all right? All the pressure's off. You don't feel like everybody's watching you and, and judging you know, how you've done this. Now, when you get really good with this later, and a lot of you guys will know what I'm talking about here, you can start playing with how you cut your yard like uh, a baseball field, a major league baseball field, you know, the, the natural, the real turf, where they cut it in different directions and angles. And, I mean, that's when, that's when this gets fun, you know, like a checkerboard uh, or some type of uh, – uh, crisscross pattern in your yard. You can have fun with that. Right now, just keep it simple, straight lines. <laughs> so start with your backyard first. That would be my suggestion. Here's something else. I guess if we're making a list, this is number three. Use an adjustable height lawnmower. And I would recommend that that be a, a power mower, either a, um electric mower, like you, you hook it up to an extension cord and you know, plug it in and it, it cuts grass that way, or a gas-powered lawnmower. But use a power mower. That will make the job much, much easier. Trust me on this if you don't have experience with that. And I uh, would recommend that, um, especially if your yard has any uh, pitch to it, you know, it goes uphill and downhill here and there, or it's an extremely large yard, you might even want to consider a lawnmower that is not only powered, but is self-propelled, uh, meaning that you're not literally pushing it around with your own power. It is has a little, um, I don't know, for lack of a better way to explain it, it has its own transmission, so to speak, so that it will, it will turn the wheels itself and push it forward, and that is much easier if you're older. Um, you know, it just makes it simpler. But what I said about the adjustable height lawnmower, that is really important, as you'll see in a minute. You don't want to get a lawnmower that, you know, when, when it's assembled, the wheels stay at one height, as that becomes a big problem, as, as you'll see in a moment. Have one that is adjustable height. Well, Ed, don't I need to get a riding lawnmower? No, not, not when you're learning to do this and you're just starting out. Now, you may decide after you've done it a month or two that you're ready for 
a riding lawnmower, and that's kind of a whole other ball game to learn how to do that. So I would say in terms of learning to do your own lawn care, learn with a power mower first, preferably an adjustable height, and uh, and, and really it's your choice, but I, I think you will really enjoy a self-propelled power mower. So um, think about that, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can Google it all. You can probably see YouTube videos on it. You can certainly go to uh, Ace Hardware or one of the other mom-and-pop hardware stores here or even a big-box hardware store and get all the information and more than you ever wanted about lawnmowers so you can make a, a choice that's the best choice for you. All right, I guess this is number four. Never, ever do anything to the mower while it's running. I'm going to say that again. Never, ever do anything to the lawnmower while it's running. Don't lift it up, you know, to look under it and see what's going on under there. You may lose a hand, arm, or face doing that. Uh, it may hit a rock or a piece of wire or glass and blind you for life. So don't, don't do something like that. Never, obviously, reach under the lawnmower while it's running. I'll even go further. Don't ever do anything under the lawnmower unless you've disconnected the spark plug wire and there's no possibility that thing can turn, okay? You, you can't be too careful with that. Never, I'll say it again, never, ever do anything to the lawnmower while it's running. And I want you to repeat that after me. I will never, ever do anything to the lawnmower while it's running. Modern lawnmowers have a, a um, I guess you would call it a safety bar, <clears throat> that when you, you let go of the lawnmower, that bar comes up and it, it cuts off the engine. And sometimes that's annoying, but I'll tell you what, it keeps a lot of people from losing limbs when, when people used to be able to leave the lawnmower running and, and mess with it. Don't ever do that. And that safety device uh, is there for a reason. So don't find a way to disable that in any way. I won't even talk with you about how you could do that. It just should never be done. Safety comes first. And especially if you're training your older children or teenagers to use this and help you, never ever do anything to the lawnmower while it's running. All right, number five. Like, how am I actually going to get started with this? Okay, you've got your equipment, and you're ready to go out to your, not your front yard, but I want you to start in your backyard. You remember when we were talking about painting and learning to do flooring and that kind of thing? It's the same principle. If you're going to paint something, Paint a closet first that nobody ever sees. That way, if you're just learning how to paint and you mess up, hey, it's just a closet. You can redo it. If you're trying to learn to do flooring in your house, pick a, I don't know, the laundry room. I mean, if you mess it up, you can start all over. Everybody doesn't have to see it. Um, that, and that's the same principle here. If you are learning as a first-time homeowner, you, you've maybe lived in an apartment all your life, somebody else did all the lawn care, you've never done it, you've never had the equipment, 
No one has ever trained you because they didn't have to do it either. You, you can learn how to do this, but learn on, on a small scale. And when you get it down, then, then you can do your whole yard. You can start with the front yard then. Start with a small area of the backyard, like figure out maybe over next to the deck or patio. All right, I'm going to crank this bad boy up and I'm going to cut that 10 foot by 10 foot area and then do it and see how it goes. And I guarantee you, it's like Mark Twain said. <laughs> he said, you know, he was talking about like defining dogs and explaining dogs. He said, well, basically, I'll tell you this. The guy that grabs a dog by the ears learns 100% more about dogs than the guy who always just talks about dogs. Same principle here. We, we could read about this and discuss this, and you could listen to other episodes and watch YouTube videos and all of that. Hey, at some point, just go in your backyard, pick a small area, and cut it. After you've done that small area, you're going to figure out what you were doing wrong and what you were doing right, and you will be able to become a master of lawn care for your own yard. Save a lot of money. Hey, it'll be good exercise, and here's a freebie that's not even in my list. Yes, you can thank me later. When you're going to cut your yard, now I'm speaking mostly to people who live in Memphis and the Mid-South. I mean, this is like the South. And when I'm recording this, it's in May, it is about to be like a gazillion degrees all day in June, July, August, September, and into October here in Memphis. I mean, the only place I think that is hotter in the United States is Death Valley in uh, southern Texas in the valley, the Rio Grande Valley area. <laughs> Those are probably the only places that are hotter than Memphis. It is crazy hot here. So this is kind of a, a safety alert. I don't care how good a shape you're in. I mean, if you've got any sense, you're going to do your grass cutting early in the morning or, or later at night after the sun is starting to go down and the heat is going away because nobody needs to have heat stroke, right? Drink plenty of fluids. Don't cut your yard in the middle of the day. I mean, don't don't go out and say, well, I'm going to cut my yard now, and it's 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, we may be calling 911 here, right? Be careful about that kind of thing. That's not even on my list, and yes, you're welcome. All right, so cut a small area of the backyard, like a 10-foot by 10-foot area, and just learn OJT, on-the-job, on-the-job training right there. Number six, this is a question, to bag or not to bag? That is the question. Say, hey, what are you talking about? Have you flipped your lid? No. <laughs> when I grew up, uh, only like the really rich people had lawnmowers that bagged the grass clippings. I was always envious of them. But, you know, my dad was a soldier, and, and we didn't know it, but we, we were basically poor. We always had plenty to eat and a car and a house to live in and all that. But but, you know, there wasn't a lot of extra money. So we had like a lawnmower and there was no bagging to it. Only when I got older did I realize that, hey, one day I too can have a lawnmower that bags the grass clippings. <laughs> now, moving on up, baby, to the east side, to the deluxe apartment with a bagging lawnmower. All right. Anyway, I digress. To bag or not to bag. Now, here, here's an interesting thing. Grass, 
a lawn to grow properly needs to have something on the ground called thatch. T-H-A-T-C-H. Thatch. Thatch is the grass clippings that baggers are gathering up and getting out of their yard or putting in a compost pile or something. So those clippings are not falling onto the soil around the actual grass. Now, if you do that once in a while, that's probably okay. But if, if you are cutting your yard and you're always bagging and none of the clippings generally are falling back onto the soil, pretty soon you're going to go out in a few weeks and say, huh, how come it looks like I just have dirt with twigs of grass sticking up? Well, hello, you, you have removed all the thatch that was there. You, you follow me? I mean, when you don't have a bag on your lawnmower and it's, it's pulling that thatch up in and then it's jetting it out the side, then e- even though it's removing it, it still ends up distributing it and again all over the lawn. So you, you keep a good, healthy thatch. Now, why is that important? Well, it, it, it is the, the covering, basically, for the soil that helps hold the moisture in the soil so the grass can grow. And I think you see what I mean. I hope you see what I mean. So the question is to bag or not to bag. And I would say once you get a good thatch there and you don't overdo it, you know, on your bagging, it's probably okay to bag it as long as you're watering your lawn and keeping it healthy. But if your lawn is already struggling, you might want to consider not using a bag and just blowing those clippings out the side of the lawnmower like we all grew up with and let that thatch build up on the soil where the grass is growing. And if this is not making sense to you, you can see YouTube videos and and read articles on it and so on. But the best thing to do is like go out and look at your lawn. If if there's, um, you know, it's going to look like, uh, I'm trying to think how to explain this, like tan grass clippings are no longer green because they're dead. Those little grass clippings are laying on the soil. I mean, a lot of it. It's, it's uh, almost like a mat laying on the soil that the grass grows through. The more it's there and the more water it holds, the more your grass is going to grow. If you're bagging it all the time and cutting too low, you're going to create a problem there for the future. So to bag or not to bag, I would say if your lawn's already struggling, don't bag. If your lawn is really healthy, there's a good thatch, you're keeping everything watered and fertilized and it's doing well, then maybe you can bag that. But you'll, you'll have to determine what you think after you see your yard. Now, if you've never taken care of your yard, right now, you're going like, I have no idea what my yard is like. You know why? Because you've been paying somebody else to do it, or um, the neighborhood kid has done it for free or something like that, or your cousin comes over and does it. You haven't been doing it, so you don't really know. But I bet if you go out and look, you're going to be surprised at what's there and what's not there. So to bag or not to bag, that will... That will be a question that can only be answered in relation to what your yard is like. And only you can determine that. All right, number seven. 
does your grass measure up? What, what are you asking me, Ed? Does, does my grass measure up? All right, imagine that you have a, uh, a ruler, like we, with us old people used to have rulers in school, right? So, you know, a 12-inch wooden ruler. And remember, it had the, like, the copper metal trim, that straight edge on it. Uh, I guess it was copper, but it, whatever color it was, aluminum, whatever. Anyway, you've got one of those rulers, and I want you to go out, and I want you to measure how high your grass is. Now, if it hasn't been cut in three weeks, that's really not a fair measure because it's way taller than it should be. But, like, if it was cut last week, go out and measure the grass. Now, what I'm about to say is a generalization. <clears throat> I'm not a grass expert. I'm going to give you a general rule of thumb, all right? Unless you have zoysia grass, which is... I think I have the right term for that, but it's like that carpet grass that grows really low and it's really soft and it's wonderful to walk on and it doesn't get tall, uh, very tall at all. Unless you have that kind of grass, which is supposed to be cut low, and you just you have regular grass, you know, that grows up and it's not that uh, like golf course type tea. Uh, what do they call that? The the greens, you know, not the fairway grass, but the 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 putting green where the hole is and the 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 flag and so forth in the hole that they're trying to, you know what I mean. Anyway, unless you have that kind of grass, your grass should be growing up, you know, from cutting to cutting. So, a lot of grass has to be about two or three inches high after it's cut. Did you hear what I just said? After your grass is cut, it needs to be about two to three inches high. Some species of grass may be even a little taller. Why? Because it's a plant. And if you cut it down to just a bare surface where it's like a, a twig sticking up above the dry lawn, you're going to kill your yard. Basically, weeds will take over and all, all kind of bad stuff. So does your grass measure up? If you go out, like if it was just cut a few day, days ago and you go out and measure it and it's only like an inch high, you're cutting it or letting somebody cut it way too low. It needs to be about two to three inches tall after you cut it. Now, you don't want to let it go crazy either, where it's six and seven inches tall. That becomes very hard to cut, and it can create other issues in your yard. But generally, two to three inches in height for the grass after it's cut is where it should be. That allows uh, that thatch to stay there, you know, the water to soak into the soil and the, the, the roots of the grass you know, grow deeper, and it's just, it all works together, okay? But don't, here's a point, don't cut it too short. That's what you don't want to do, all right? Now, say, Ed, you are scraping the bare minimums of your knowledge about lawn care. Well, I'm telling you what I know, all right? Now, now, number eight, number eight, once a week or, or about every 10 to 14 days is when you should cut your lawn, now, if you've got some weird lawn and it grows a lot more than that, you might have to cut it once a week or more often. 
I have heard of very unusual people who have nothing better to do. They're usually retired, and they will cut their grass, you know, two times a week. I mean, look, it's not a golf course, all right? So don't overdo it on cutting your lawn. Uh, Normally, about once a week or every 10 to 14 days is, you know, about normal. I mean, hey, I'm 62. That kind of makes sense to me of everything I've ever seen. So don't overdo it and, you know, don't wait too long to cut it. Like I said, if it if it gets too tall, like let's say it rains almost every day for two weeks and you can't cut your yard and it gets so tall, that adjustable mower is going to come in handy again because you're going to have to raise it way above the height it normally would be in order just to attack all that new grass. And you might even have to cut the yard twice at the same time. In other words, to knock all that really tall grass down and then come back again one more time and get what's left to the, you know, the regular height it should be at. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, just mess up on your cuttings once and let it get too tall. And it's sort of like grabbing that dog by the ears that Mark Twain talked about. You'll get it after you run into one episode of the grass getting too high. It's it's a lot more difficult to cut like that. That's when you might need a, you know, a tractor or something to do it. So do yourself a favor and keep it cut on a regular basis. Now, number nine, number nine, number nine. Water it early in the morning. I'm talking about like uh, five or six in the morning or really late at night, like after the sun goes down. It has always baffled me when I drive around town and I see people watering their grass in the middle of the day. That's probably one of the worst things you can do because that the heat in the Mid-South, and maybe you live in other parts of the country where... You know, it's really, really nice temperatures all season, not like it is in the south. And you think, what's the big deal? Hey, if you live down here, you get it. Uh, It's like the Sahara Desert, but we build a city in it, all right? Anyway, um, if you water the grass early in the morning and late at night, it has a chance to soak into the soil, which is the whole point of it, so that the, the grass can get the water and grow. If you're just watering your grass in the middle of the daytime, um, you're probably violating an ordinance or something, depending on where you live, and a, a lot of it's just going to evaporate. So when you're going to water it, don't overwater it, by the way, like too much. And don't underwater it. If it hasn't been raining just about every day, you're going to need to water it some each week to keep it from dying out. Number 10, keep it green. Keep it green from March to about October in the Mid-South. Now, uh, after October, the grass tends to start not growing as much and, uh, you know, at least what it looks like underneath, of course, is still alive under the ground. But but, you know, it, it starts to brown up uh, right around November and December and so forth. And then it won't green up around here usually until probably March, uh, March and April, right in that range, depending on the type of grass that you have. But when it should be green, keep it green. Fertilize it, water it, and you will enjoy your yard. Now, another part of uh, lawn care, like I said, is the... Um, we're not talking about like cutting down trees or something, but just keeping the bushes trimmed back, 
Uh, don't let the rose bushes go wild, you know, keep them trimmed like they should be, and the azaleas and uh, crepe myrtles, especially them. Those things are maniacs for growth, crepe myrtles. So anyway, the point is, get some tools to do that with. They don't have to be expensive tools. Just keep everything looking neat and trim. And those are my cutting remarks on lawn care. <laughs> I think if you do, you do those things, you're going to get some exercise. You're going to know more about your yard and your house than you'll ever know by staying inside all the time. And you're going to save some money. You can help train your, your children and teenagers. That's one of the first things they can do outside to help them get ready for uh, home ownership, taking care of their home, and being a productive citizen and all of that. So again, thanks for listening. It's my pleasure to do these podcasts. Um, I didn't really talk about roofing at all here because it's the Memphis Home Maintenance Show, not the Memphis Roofing Show. But if you do have questions about roofing, there are, are numerous other episodes you can see in the, um, the list of episodes. And I'm also available if you have questions about roofing or would like a free, honest roof inspection or you would like a, a bid on replacing your roof, you can reach me, Ed Hill, Masters Roofing at 901-359-4165. I'll be glad to answer your questions on the phone. If you'd like me to stop by your home and answer those questions and do a roof inspection or bring a bid, what you know, whatever you need, we're here to help. I uh, thank you for listening. And uh, so we're going to begin to make our way out of here now. And thanks again for listening. Tell your friends about it. MemphisHomeMaintenanceShow.podbean.com. Thanks again for listening. Call me if I can help you. Ed Hill, Masters Roofing, 901-359-4165. Thank you so much.